Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the networking guru and also my mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Greg. How are you today? Doing great. How about yourself? Doing that real good. Yeah? Yeah. Making it through, yeah, we're still in the middle of this whole COVID-19 thing. Yes, so, that uh, it keeps expanding, I think. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be changing back to the way we want it to be. No. So we're having to adapt a little bit, and I guess that's that's okay. Um, but eventually, it will. this will all pass. Uh, you know what? I think it's forcing us to be more creative and take a look at how we can do business differently. So I don't look at it as a bad thing. Okay. All right. But I do know that this will change. This yes. is going to eventually turn back and we'll be able to go back out again. And I think people really would like to do that. I mean, for what we're seeing in the, in the news right now, people are, are desperate to gather together. So I think eventually we will get back to having networking events where we actually get to be with each other. <laughs> so why don't we talk a little bit about that? Because eventually it is going to happen. And one of the concepts that uh, I wrote about in my book was the concept of partner networking, when you're going to a networking event with a friend, and some of the challenges that that can create and some of the, um, some of the advantages you might, might see. Now, I know you and I have gone to networking events together, um, and one of the very first things we, we pretty much agree on is we don't sit together. Right. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the big thing. When people go to networking events together, they go because, they're first of all, they're being pushed out of their comfort zone. And so let's go together and we can be comfortable together and talk to each other all night long. And then we can leave and not having networked at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that because if you are talking with a friend and developing the relationship, I guess, um, and if that was your goal for the evening, then you are networking. But most people, that would probably not be their goal. Well, and I've often said that if you're going, if you really want to network with that one person, a networking event is not the best place to go because yeah, you're going to be, be cost, here. you can't hear, you're going to be interrupted. <laughs> go for coffee together. Um, there's no reason for you to go to this event if you're not working on networking in a more general sense, getting out there and meeting other people. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, if it's an afternoon networking event, I guess you can have a beer together. So maybe there might be that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are what are some of the things we should do as partner networkers? Well, first of all, I think you need to have a conversation with the person that you're going to the networking event with, mm. like you and I did, and say, we're not sitting together. Mm. So you, have, you kind of like lay the ground rules down about how you're going to act when you get there. Okay. There's lots of different ways that you can do that. I know you've talked about some, so why don't you... Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's the one where you just... I mean, it, it, the whole idea is just of, of uh, moral support or accountability where we both agree we're going to be there. And so just like when you're working out, having a workout partner, you're more likely to show up if you know that other person is going to be waiting for you. Um, so in that case, it's just, okay, we're both going to show up and we're both going to network together. we're not going to be next to each other we're going to be networking and doing our own thing and then maybe afterwards we'll get together and we can chat about it mm -hmm. um, i think that's at, at its simplest uh, yeah. what you can do i, I would say that the lowest level yeah. of engagement and, and also probably the lowest level of uh, return on your investment also your time and your money um the second one that I like really well is when you, and you don't have to go together. You don't have to go in the same car. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, right now we couldn't do that. Exactly. <laughs> but um, 
to show up at the same event at the same time and agree that you are going to separate at the door, but you each have said, these are the types of people that I'm looking to be introduced to. Mm -hmm. And so instead of going out and looking for myself for someone, I am going out, let's pretend that you and I go there and Mm -hmm. I know that you want to meet meeting planners. So I'm going to be out looking for trying to find that meeting planner that after, and let's say we say we're going to do this for half an hour. And then we can say, hey, we'll meet back at the bar or back at the door or whatever in a half an hour, share our notes on who we've met, and then take take each of us back out to introduce um, the other to the person that we've met for them. Or we can actually bring that person over. Right. We can say, hey, where are you? Because with texting, you know, now we can find <laughs> can each track other. each other down. <laughs> Well, and that's one of the ways I, I like, uh, I think that's one of the more powerful ways of doing things because now you're actually, uh, it's, I don't want to say divide and conquer, but you are, the two of you are able to cover more ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look for yourself and look for that other person. It's not that difficult to do. Right. Um, and then, yeah, coming back together again, maybe halfway through the networking time so that you can make those introductions, um, which actually leads us as a wonderful segue to a question from one of our listeners. Um or actually, it was well. I think it was one of our listeners. You were we were talking about this in the past, but I don't know if it was a specific person or not. Uh, but uh, someone we made up. <laughs> someone we made up. Uh, uh, it was the question was about how to introduce a friend at a networking event. Yeah. Um, and I think this falls into that category, right? You've you've found an opportunity for that person, and so how do you how do you do that in an effective way? And. Believe me, I see people fall down. I have this happen to me where people fall down in this area because they don't know how to introduce people. It's just, it's really puzzling to me. But uh, I guess that what we think is easy sometimes is not easy for others. The first thing that you want to do is have a few details about the person in your head. Either you've chatted with them, so you've gotten a few interesting tidbits or you know something about the business that would be of interest to the person that you're introducing them to now are you t- talking about have those few pieces about your friend or a few pieces about the person that oh. you're okay oh so let's pretend that we, we were using the method where we separated the door and i'm going out to look for meeting planners you're going out to look for sales trainers for me and we both find someone and we bring them back to you and so let's pretend the meeting planner's name is Susie q Mm-hmm. And so I would bring Susie Q and say, Susie Q, I want you to meet my my business partner and my son, Greg Peters, and this is why. And then I would bring her over and I would say, Greg, this is Susie Q. Let me tell you a little bit about what I've learned about Susie Q. She is the head of the Michigan uh, Meeting Planners Association. She just took over the job. You probably haven't had a chance to meet her yet. But let me tell you what else I found out about her. She has two little girls that are 8 and 12, just like you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in karate. I think they're in a different school um, or dojo, whatever you call those things. School, dojo, it all works out. <laughs> all right. So right away, there's a, there's commonality and there's interest. And then I can say to Susie Q, again, in front of you, let me tell you a little bit about Greg. You already know he has two little girls. and um, But Greg was a computer program programmer in her early life. I can't believe that, you know, I bore that. But <laughs> <laughs> he was. And then he got lonely and he came out to network. And as a result, he uh, formed a company called The Reluctant Networker, which helps people at conferences 
to get out of their comfort zone and, and really talk and, and get to, you know, meet each other and find out how they can help each other. So I think it's really great that you're both here today so that I can make sure that you get connected. I'm sure that you'll want to chat and maybe trade business cards so you can um, actually have an appointment later. Mm -hmm. So you can see that there was like a little story about each one of you that I said out loud so each of you could hear it in case I say something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And that has happened to me also when people, you know, for whatever reason, they get the details wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, well, that would uh, seem to underscore the importance then of when you have a a partner where you're partner networking at an event is you really kind of have to know them pretty well. Yes. This isn't something that you're just going to, you know, you happen to see some guy in the in the parking lot and say, hey, do you want to come on in partner networking with me? You have to kind of know yeah. them a little bit. You have to, partner networking is a implied contract, I guess I would say. Okay. Where you say, this is what, you know, we're going to work together. We're strategic partners, however you want to call that. Mm-hmm. And for this amount of time, this is how we're going to act. These are the policies and procedures that we're going to use during this time. And so, yes, I think you have to have some sort of strong relationship with that person in order to be that um, defined on exactly what you're going to do. Okay. Now, you could meet that person in the parking lot (laughs) and walk in just by chance with them. And let's say you weren't meeting, you you are doing partner networking, you are meeting, you're just going to the event, Mm -hmm. you meet this person in the parking lot, you walk in with them and you start chatting, you know, and find out that this is the first time that they've come to this event. And the first question I ask people usually is, well, what is it that you want to accomplish here? And who is it that you'd like to meet? Mm. And if those two things give me an idea, I've been to this event maybe many times, and I know that maybe there's a couple people that I can introduce this person to. I say, hey, come on with me. Stay with me. We're going to go find Dan so I can introduce you to Dan. He's a realtor. And... I think that he would love to hear about your um, the cleanouts that you do on houses, and so um, even though I don't know that person well, I've kind of set the the tone like, "Hey, stick with me for a minute, right. and then we'll make that introduction." And I would do the same way. I would, but it would sound a little different when we would get to Dan. I would say, "Dan, here's um, Sam, and Sam is the owner of Sam's Cleanout, and she actually focuses on." Houses that have been um, packed to the gill, shall we say? Mm-hmm. I guess hoarder is a is a bad uh, word to use. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when people die, or when when people have to move out of a house, and then the estate has to sell it, whether it's the children, and there's all that stuff in the house, she's the one that goes in and helps to first of all clean it out, and, and second of all get it sold, which means the realtor gets to get it on the market that much more quickly get it to the um, to the closing table and you get your money. So obviously Dan's going to be interested in at least finding out a little bit more about Sam because it means more money in his pocket if, yeah. in fact, she can work for him. And it, but it still sounds like you need to have enough of a conversation with the person that you're introducing yep. that, that you can actually give them the little story about them. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, that's, that's kind of, I think in my book, I refer to this sort of a mentor-mentee uh, situation yeah. where uh, someone is showing up for the first time, or it might be a person, a guest that you're inviting for the first time, 
in which case it might be appropriate for you to walk around with them. You don't split up. You actually stay together. Yep, that's so that the third you, method, actually. Okay. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so that you can actually be the person that, hey, I'd like to introduce the person. I want to introduce you to this person. So you can actually make them welcome and more a part of the group that way. Yeah. And that's, that's actually part A, so it's 3A. <laughs> <laughs> there is a 3B. Oh, there's a 3B. What's a 3B? Yeah. So 3B is when, again, you're going to the event with your partner and you don't split up. Mm-hmm. But the agreement is, um, so we're going to go around together and the first person that we um, bump into, I'm going to introduce you to that person. And then we'll, you know, have a conversation. Then we'll move on to the second person. And then you're going to introduce me to that person. Uh, and even if you don't know someone, you can still reach out and say, hi, you know, I'm Ben. And I have Debbie here with me today. And and you are. It makes it and, a little easier for that initial. Uh, yeah. Well, I've often said it's, it's really hard as a single person to break into a group. Yes. Uh, it's much easier when there are two of you because then the two of you can walk up and it's, more it's, force. it's, 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 yeah, well, it's more energy. You know, there's more energy to it and there just is a little more flow. Uh, it doesn't feel like you're, you're, uh, coming from a lower standing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's a lot of benefits to doing that sort of that partner networking. What are the dangers though? I mean, there's gotta be some downsides to this. Well, I don't know. Tell me, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones I've seen are the ones that we talked about right at the beginning where it's oh. there is a tendency to, you know, you're in an uncomfortable situation is to kind of cling to each other because, and I see this all the time when I'm speaking, is I'll, you know, I'll walk around and introduce myself to the audience and, oh, you're from Kiba, oh, you're from the, oh, and, and they're all from the same company. They're not getting the, the, the benefits of, of being a part of this larger group because they're they're stuck together at the hip. Yeah. Um, you 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 can still be with each other and provide moral support, but you have it has to be more than just waiting for people to come up to you. You have to actually have an agreement. Okay, yeah, we're going to be with each other, and we can do this tandem. I think I call it tandem networking, mm-hmm. but it's got to be outward, not yeah. inward. Um, and I think that's a, one of the biggest dangers is just this. This feeling that that um, I've got a person here that I'm comfortable with, and it prevents you from meeting the larger room. Jumping over the comfort zone fence. Yeah, it really, and, and that that person can be the fence themselves. And um, again, you just have to have an agreement up front. So if you are going as a group with your company, why you would want to stick together, I'm not sure. Except that you may have a sales manager that's not good at. Uh, training people how to network properly and so he, he or she just says we have a table you know we'll all sit together mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so of course everyone goes to the table and kind of clubs together like you said but you could still go with all the people from your work and if and say you know what it's going to be so much better for each of us to sit at a different table and also, why don't we pair up and do this little exercise that I heard about where we can introduce each other, mm-hmm. you know, as we go through. And and there's actually a 3C. A 3C. To that. Subsection R. Yeah, <laughs> right. Where instead of going every other person, you could say, so um, we'll go, we'll start off and for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to introduce you to people. Mm. And then at the end of 15 minutes, we're going to take 15 minutes and I'll, and then you'll do all the introducing. So instead of that back and forth, oh. which may, you know, sometimes you get into a groove. Because you can, well, yeah, you can get into kind of a flow of it. And yeah. then, then it's it's not, yeah, I can see that. Um 
And there was one situation I had where I was speaking to a group and they were going off to a larger conference. And I was recommending to them that, yes, you, you should be separating and going out. And, and they said, well, this is also a chance for us to get to know each other better. So that I can see there's a situation where maybe, yeah, if it's especially going away to a different city, being able to kind of come together more as a team. But still, I, I would say don't make that your whole purpose. You know, you, you still want to be because otherwise, why go to this conference if you're only going to be connecting to your own team? Yeah. Go to a team building retreat or something instead. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many new ideas out there and so many creative people and so many little tiny tweaks that you can learn about. And I'm learning that now is um, with my business network international or BNI, as many people call it, my connections internationally, uh, there are. There are so many neat hat things that are people are doing within the BNI structure, but just tweaking it a little here and there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, well, for instance, I just found out yesterday that uh, Ivan Meisner, who is the um, founder and chief visionary officer of BNI, is doing a three day world tour next week. Really. And well, it'll be July, so I don't know when this is going up. But um, and so he's in three in one section of the world on one day, and another section on another day, and maybe by language, I didn't look exactly to see. But um, in the U.S., he's it's the fifteenth, I think, that he will be presenting from two to two thirty. It's live, and. Nothing from my local BNI came down on that. Hmm. So if I hadn't been connected internationally, I wouldn't known, have known anything about this. And now I'm going to be able to tell my chapter when we have our meeting uh, to let them know that they might want to attend. Because you know, why wouldn't you want to hear Ivan Meisner speak? And, right. You know. The, the yeah, get get it straight from the horse's mouth, as it yeah. were, right? <laughs> and, and it's you know what what's the vision of the future or something. So I think he'll probably have. Something to say about how the chapters are going to be meeting, and I got to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, very good. Well, okay. I think we've we've covered some some good good points here. Uh, you know uh, that there is a certain power to partner networking. You had a thought. I did have a thought. You had a thought. It's a wonderful thing. We're we're actually we're socially distanced, but we're in the same room, <laughs> so that we can actually see each other as opposed to having to interrupt or whatever. Go ahead. As. When you are introducing two people, you are the host of the event. It's a small event, but you are the host. Okay. So obviously when you're making those introductions, that's one of the host's job. But another host's job is to then summarize or close the event by saying, so Greg, I think it would be great if you and Susie Q, the meeting planner, got together. Why don't you trade business cards or maybe even schedule an appointment to talk with each other? So I'm telling you, I've watched the body language. Now, if, if you both look like you hated each other, obviously <laughs> I wouldn't suggest this, but I've, I've watched and it looks like you're getting on. So I'm saying, you know what? Why don't you just make that happen right now? Or, you know, at least trade business cards so you can get an appointment later. Because what will happen is you'll get to talking with each other and then we move away and you're like, I, wait, wait, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that is especially true <clears throat> when someone's a more advanced networker and they're, they're working with someone who is, you know, again, the mentee mentor situation 
where the mentee might not know that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, following up while they're, while you're still in front of each other is a lot easier than following up later. So yes. why not schedule it now? So, but yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Give them a little cue. This is the point at which. <laughs> <laughs> do something now. <laughs> which, you know, I, I know when I first started networking, I was so clueless. It would have been great to have you there to tell me, okay, now, you know, stop sitting in the corner, eating your food, get up and come out here. <laughs> Having that, you know, as a partner would have been would have been tremendously valuable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. all right. So, partner networking is a great way to go. Um, we have all these different techniques, all these different uh, strategies you can follow. But the important thing is you have to have that agreement ahead of time, so that there's no confusion as to what you're trying to do as a team. I agree, and curiosity will you know get you all the information that you need. Just be curious and then share that the information with whoever else that you think needs to know it. Fantastic. Now, I don't know when we'll actually be able to practice partner networking again because <laughs> that's still a... Oh, wait, we have another thought. Yeah, you know, a partner networking, yes, uh, it would it would happen much more easily in person. But when we are virtually networking, I have taken people as visitors or guests to various meetings that I've gone to. And there's a couple ways that that can be handled. One is that you can ask the organizers of the event. If they'll set up a breakout room at the beginning of the event, so kind of like the time when you're networking, walking around in person, so that you know the three people that you may, this obviously you would know the people in advance, but maybe there's three people that you want to introduce your guests to. And so you can ask the organizers, will you set up a breakout room that has these three people plus my guest and me in it so I can make introductions that way mm -hmm. or just one person for that matter. There are ways that we can do it still virtually. Well, and you've got the, the chat feature the chat where box. you can actually privately chat with specific yep. people. So it doesn't have to be a surprise to them that they're suddenly being dragged into a room. You can actually privately message them and say, hey, I would love you to meet someone. Would you be willing to go into a breakout room with us? Um, I mean... Well, I would set it up in advance and okay. let them know that Some when we get there, because you, so you, you want them to get there on time. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> like... If the meeting starts at 7.30 and you get there at 8 o'clock, I'm not going to be able to put you in a breakout room. <laughs> no, no. That, that's, uh, it is important. Again, that's, I, but I would say that's even part of a, an agreement that you have yeah. to have with everybody ahead of time. Yeah. It's, it's going to take a little bit more work, a little bit more effort, but still the results can be quite beneficial. Yes. So, all right. So do your partner networking in whatever way you can. <laughs> take a look at what you're doing right now and see what you can do to help the other people around you out and, and, and uh, be a, a better networker as a result. All right. Well, uh, until uh, so I want to thank you all for uh, for tuning in to our program today, and uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you uh, think of anyone who could use this little bit of help, please feel free to forward it along. Of course, we would love to hear any comments on our Facebook pages. That's where these things will be posted on a weekly basis. Um, if you'd like, though, if you always want to be guaranteed to hear from us, please do subscribe. So until we meet again, take care, Mom, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Greg. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.